Hey everybody, welcome to Listen, Money Matters. Money is not the most important thing in the world, love is. Fortunately, I love money. <laughs> I am Thomas and I'm here as always with my friend Andrew. Andrew, good morning, and what are you drinking? Morning, Thomas. Just just polishing off a Nutribullet. And very nice. That's, uh, that's kind of your typical morning drink. You're not a coffee person, are you? It's not no, as much as I, me. I never got sucked in. You know, I enjoy coffee, but I don't need it to like wake up and, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I am definitely on my second cup of coffee already. So, yeah. But hey, guys, today we've got Yuri Levine, who is the chairman of a company called Fiex today, which is uh, described as the Robin Hood of, I guess, the financial world. Is that what you describe it as? Um, Robin Hood of fees. Um, Robin Hood of fees. You know. Cool, cool. Yeah. So we're going to dig into, uh, I guess, how you can use VX to uh, find out if you're being charged exorbitant fees. First, if you guys have uh, catchphrases, you can send them to us over on Twitter. We're at Money Matters Man. Today's catchphrase comes from Jackie Mason. And Andrew, was that via email or Twitter or Facebook? I don't uh, know. So it was Twitter. Jackie Mason didn't tweet us. Uh, someone tweeted. Is that a person? Jack- Is that like a famous person? Yeah, that, he's kind of famous. <laughs> Why do I not know that? <laughs> I feel like it's probably my age again, right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's your age. Um. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show, Yuri. Thank you. Um I'm uh, really happy to be here, and uh, you know, financial fees is um, sometimes I call that the biggest secret in the world. There are uh, about six hundred billion dollars of fees in the U.S. every year, and this is like four percent of the GDP. This is bigger than the entertainment industry, or bigger than the construction industry. It's an industry by itself that nearly no one knows uh, that these are the fees that they are paying. So this is why I'm calling it the biggest secret in the world. Yeah, that's crazy. I was about to ask if that was a significant portion of the GDP, but man, $600 billion? Every year. And an average American is going to lose about one-third of their retirement plan, um, you know, going down in fees. So... You could have retired with maybe a million and a half, and instead you're going to retire with only one million. And this is maybe the difference between having, uh, you know, pleasant life after retirement versus struggling after retirement. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, tell us about Fiex then. What exactly? What exactly does the uh, website do? So, so Fiex is a, is a website that you go there, um, and uh, you basically. Uh, what we do for you, we analyze how much fees you are paying and where exactly these fees are, and we reveal that information for you, which is, in general, it's a hidden information. It's not exactly hidden, but it's really hard to find out. Mm. <laughs> and um, and when we do that, uh, we tell you how much fees you are, you're paying, not in basis points, which is, uh, you know, no one buying anything with basis points, but in real money and how much it's going to accumulate between now and uh, your retirement age or in the next decade or whatever it is. So um, and so if I have $10,000 in an account and my fee is 2%, it will tell me the actual dollar value of that 2% that I'll spend on fees every year. Exactly, and accumulate it over the next, uh, um, you know, let's assume that... Uh, um, you're going to retire in 30 years or accumulate it in the next uh, 30 years. 
in the, you know, Albert Einstein used to say that compound interest is the eighth force of the universe. <laughs> and those that understand that are earning it, and those that don't are paying that. And most of the people um, are paying it. So you're going to have to uh, tell me how FX does this, because I know when I go into my 401k, for example, there's like 10, 12 funds that I have, um, and they're all, they all have different fee structures. I mean, or, or rather uh, rates, you know, 1.5% or whatever it is. Um, and then overall for the account based on like the weightings, I mean, that, that's kind of complex, no? So, uh, so what we do, we connect, uh, you know, to your account and we see exactly uh, where, which 401k plans you have or which IRA you have and what are the underlining assets that you have there. Um, so, you know, maybe it's mutual funds, maybe it's ETFs, maybe it's different uh, type of structures. And for each one of them, we analyze the fees and we basically tell you how much fees you're paying. And for each one of them, we show you uh, similar and uh, much cheaper um, alternatives. So, uh, you know, maybe you have uh, um, a target date fund and there is a, a much cheaper target date fund that, that is available for you. And you can, if you switch, then you're going to save a lot of money, not just this year, but uh, accumulated over the next period of time. So... You're, this isn't your first rodeo. You actually started a, a little-known company called Waze that was bought by Google uh, for quite a lot of money. Why did you now jump into fees from that? I mean, it, that's very different. You know, driving, maps, fees. Not exactly. You know, what what is different is that uh, I'm always looking for big problems to solve, right? And traffic jams is a big problem to solve for all of us. And fees turns out to be a huge problem um, for even bigger than traffic um, in the amount of money that is being, you know, left on the table there or, or inefficiently handled there. And uh, and I am continuously looking for big problems to solve. Um, and uh, and uh, this is why, you know, we started FIEX. And... Um, uh, the realization, um, you know, came to my mind back in, in 2009, which was just after 2008. 2008 was a terrible year in the market. Mm. And I realized that, you know, in addition to losing 20% on the market, I also paid about 2% of fees. And, um, and I realized that this is the first time that I actually noticed that number. And I started to ask some of my friends how much fees they're paying. And no one knew. No one knew how much fees they're paying. And, and this is where I realized that this is, it's a secret, right? If no one knows, it's a secret. It's not exactly a secret, but it is. Yeah. If I would ask you, do you know how much fees you're paying on your, you know, any of your financial products? I doubt that you would know. And especially in, a, uh, in like a dollar amount sense, you know, a lot of people right. focus on, you know, reducing the percentage, but that's so far removed from what you actually pay. Um, it's it's and, very and, scary, you know. And and a lot of people would say that the fees doesn't matter. It's all about the return. So two aspects mm-hmm. here. One is that no one can guarantee you the return, but they can certainly guarantee you the fees. And the other part is that the net return is essentially the return minus the fees. 
Um, and if the fees are significant, even if you would have something that is equivalent in, in the return with lesser fees, then the net return for you is going to be dramatically higher. Yeah, so I guess, uh, Andrew, the the investments that you and I usually talk about having, the ones we have, mm. they don't seem to have a lot of fees. Um, so like we use things like Vanguard, like Betterment, things that kind of advertise not having very many fees or a low fee structure. Are we kind of in a category of investments that's sort of um, sheltered from fees or are we sort of getting charged fees that we don't know about, I guess? So, so you're probably um, doing uh, um, quite good allocation in terms of uh, selecting uh, inexpensive uh, um, mutual funds, let's say. But, uh, uh, but in general, um, you know, these are not the only fees that are there. Uh, say that uh, in your 401k, you might have uh, um, administrative fees or plan fees or uh, repackage fees or different types of fees that you don't even see that. They, they happen to be on, I would say, uh, once a year you should be receiving by mail um, the fee disclosure document, which is maybe 100 pages long, and uh, fees are going to be disclosed there on page 57 in, in Form 6 or something like that, and no one knows. Huh. Uh, so, so one of the things that we are doing, it's not only about the investments that you have, it's also about the vehicle that you have to carry them. Um, and um, and we analyze that part as well. And uh, sometimes we are doing that through crowdsource. So it's enough that one in the one person in your plan will, you know, send us the 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 fee disclosure document, and then everyone else on the plan can enjoy the their understanding of the fee structure and the fee uh, information there. So um, maybe maybe you could walk me through how this works because I think most people have uh, for well most people will getting fees in their four hundred one k and they're usually pretty notorious for exceptionally high fees. So I sign up for FeeX, I have a four hundred one k, I link it to my account. Um, like what what exactly does it do? Does it tell me what is bad? Does it tell me what to replace and then with what? Exactly, this is what it does. It basically analyzes. Let's say that in your in your IRA you have ten different mutual funds. Uh, so for each one of them, it analyzes the fees and then looking for alternative for the same asset allocation. So say that you have some uh, funds on stock or focusing on stocks and some on on bonds and some on international markets and so forth. So we're looking for. I wouldn't say equivalent, but similar funds, that their assets are similar to what we have, but with lower fees. And then we tell you, okay, if you switch from A to B, uh, then it's going to reduce your fees on an annual basis, say, in $200. But accumulating over the next uh, 30 years, that could end up at, uh, as maybe uh, 10000 and 20000 And this is... Uh, you know, one of your uh, investments that you have that you that you should be switching in, and so forth. Um, in addition, we analyze other fees that might be available. So maybe you have, uh, you know, financial advisor fees that, uh, in many cases, could be easily negotiated. Hmm. Um, yeah, and and maybe you have uh, plan administrative fees that. Uh, sometimes you can switch your four hundred one k provider. Sometimes you can. Uh, you know, go to HR and tell them that um, um, they should negotiate the fees for you. Or sometimes um, 
it's a matter of insufficient menu on the 401k plan. Um, and there are a lot of fees, a lot of different types of fees, and therefore a lot of different types of, uh, of things that should be done with them. Uh, so, but the most significant one is, is simply replacing one expensive mutual fund with uh, less expensive mutual fund. Right. So short of switching, which is definitely an option for a lot of people, are there ways that people can go about maybe negotiating lower fees or getting rid of fees on the vehicles they currently have? Is that an option? Um, so not on mutual fund. On mm. financial advisor fees, definitely, yes. Okay. On 401k plan administrative fees or repackage fees, then not as an individual, but as an organization, you can negotiate different fees there. Um, but in general, you know, in life, everything is negotiable. Yeah. So if you're, you know, your employee, you could go and ask your HR person, like you said, as an organization to maybe negotiate lower fees for the 401k. Um, and then I was reading on the on the FX website. You said part of your inspiration for starting this or getting involved was this two hundred and thirty dollar fee you had on a credit card that only had a thirty three cent balance or something like that. So right. I guess uh, how can people potentially negotiate lower fees on things that aren't investments like credit cards or maybe even just monthly bills? You know what 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 you simply do is write them a letter and and ask them to waive the fees and they will. Mm. And um, and this has continuously happened. They simply know that no one checks that, right? No one knows, and this information usually go unnoticed. And the biggest mission that we have at FIEX is actually let people understand, empower people to see this information, which is usually they don't see. So um, it's as easy as me calling up whatever company you know, whatever bank or, or institution and asking for lower fees and you're saying that it's likely that they will just do it because I asked? Um, again, not from mutual funds, but um, let's say that, uh, um, you know, if you will call your, if you look at your bank statement and you will see there a fee, let's say that, uh, you know, maybe an overdraft, maybe um uh, return check, maybe something, and they charge you for a fee. If you will call them up and ask them to waive the fees, they will. Hmm. Um, and uh, and they, you know, most of us don't do that. The fact that you don't know that you can do that basically is a clear indication that that nearly no one is doing that. But, is but in general, you know, in financial, in the financial world, it's nearly the only product that no one asks what's the price, how much it costs. Right? If you will go and buy a new car, then there are different features that you care about, right? The engine and the, the design and the, and the make and the model and, and different things, right? And also the price. Yeah, it's interesting it, to me that, that negotiation is seen as such like an important thing to do when it comes to buying a car or house. But then when it comes to financial products, it's just never talked about. So um, why not negotiate? You know, you would go with a service provider that is doing to do a service for you, and you'll negotiate um, the cost of, of the service, right? But you wouldn't do the same with your financial advisor. Why not? Yeah, definitely. So, Andrew, you said you have a card that sort of waives all your ATM fees, right? 
Yeah, so the the Fidelity MySmart cash card, it just refunds me all ATM fees. Do you know if it would be an option to just call and like ask your bank to waive those even if you didn't have that? Like how does that card work? Does the company does Fidelity as like a aggregate company just call up all the banks or basically, you know, ask for all those to be waived? Is that how the so kind of it, it looks like on uh, the statement that they just eat it. So I'll get, I'll take twenty dollars out of the ATM. You know, the ATM call, charges me two dollars, so it says minus twenty two dollars on my statement, and then immediately following that, it just says plus two dollars. So, like the fee gets charged, but then okay. Fidelity just like refunds me for it. They're just eating the cost. Mm. But 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 in general, these are nickels and dimes, right? So the two dollars mm. per ATM withdrawn is is not going to accumulate to one third of your retirement. No, it's nothing not as compared to investment fees. Those are pretty pretty rough. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it it, it seems very easy to go after things like ATM fees, but in the long run, right. a percentage on a compound interest investment is going to be a lot more important. So Yuri, this sounds. Awesome, um, you know, exposing the fees and you know, telling people how much in dollars they'll pay, and then providing um, alternatives within, say, their four hundred one k plan to switch to reduce fees. Uh, but what's the catch? Because you guys say that you're free. Um, so, uh, you know, these recommendations are so that there is no catch. These recommendations are free, and and you should do that. Um, in many cases, uh, the way to dramatically reduce the fees is um, is a little bit more complex. And, and um, I'll show you an example. Um, there are approximately 100 million 401k plans in the U.S. Half of them are inactive. Um, so maybe your previous employer, maybe you don't work there anymore, maybe you don't make contributions to that plan anymore, and so forth. Now, most of the 401k plans have limited menus of, of available funds for, for investments. And most of them have additional, you know, administrative fees or repackaged fees or different types of fees that are not there if you would invest directly on the same fund. So the real solution in that case is actually a rollover. Take that old 401k plans that you have from a decade ago and roll that over into an IRA. Um, and you still enjoy all the tax benefits and you still enjoy everything else that was accumulated in there. Uh, but when you roll that over, then all of a sudden there is a whole new set of, uh, uh, of a nearly unlimited menu available for you. Um, and, um, and, uh, and then you can reduce your fees even more dramatic, uh, Compared to that, just uh, choosing you know different funds within the menu. So and I'm so curious. Over is one. I'm curious. Um, you say that over half of 401ks are inactive. Um, is that now a worse? I mean, obviously you want to be contributing to your 401k, but from a fee standpoint, is it now worse because they're inactive? You know, uh, from an old employer, or whatever, from a fee perspective. Probably yes, because they are old. So what, what does that um, so, mean? So, so, you know, plans from a decade or, or 15 or 20 years ago um, had much more limited menu and much more expensive funds within the menu and possibly much higher fees on the administrative and uh, plan management uh, fees. 
And so, and if you haven't reviewed that in the last decade, um, you probably pay there more, you know, than 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 an average plan of today. Okay, so is it is it the case that funds today are, I guess, forced to be a little less expensive and charge fewer fees because of the information access we have, and then older funds could sort of get away with more fees? Um. To a certain extent, yes, I would. I would, uh, um, you know, rephrase that to say that uh, there are more and more competitive funds today that mm-hmm. are, uh, you know, index fund or or uh, funds that are investing in ETFs, um, which are uh, dramatically cheaper, and uh, more and more money is moving from, uh, you know, active uh, fund management into passive fund management. And the result is uh, that um, uh, that the average of today, in percentage-wise, is lower than what it was a decade ago, or, or fifteen or twenty years ago. Okay, um, okay. Money-wise, it's much bigger because there is, uh, you know, so much more money today than there was a decade ago. Yeah, but the percentage of it is lower. I guess I've only been investing for a few years now, so I didn't really know how. How old these in, these index fund and passive fund options were? I, I guess I sort of supposed they had been around for a long time. Maybe not. Um, yeah, you know, I, I used to work in the U.S. in the '90s, and I had a 401k plan there. And in um, the interesting part is that I never looked at the fees until until we launched the service that was able to analyze the fees. And it turn, turned out that I'm you know I'm really being robbed. In the sense that I'm paying so so much fees that it's unbelievable, um, and then I was just about to change everything back, but uh, the guys at the R&D said, "No, no, we want this account to be uh, to be for testing and demonstrations of how much fees can be saved." So I'm a bad example in paying fees. <laughs> so I guess um, is this? I guess the service is like. Does it actually go in and? connect to your accounts to find it or is it just kind of like you put in what you're invested in and it just searches a database of the information so um, it's both it's actually the, the the in most cases it will simply connect to your account and um and figure on figuring out um exactly how much fees you are being charged on the different uh, things that you have on your account and your investment account or ira account or 401k account and so forth um, if if you don't want to connect your account, you can still do that manually, but it's a, it's a, it's a hassle. It's a lot of work to do that manually, and then you basically say you need to say, okay, this is what I have. This is uh, the ticker name of the mutual funds that I have, and uh, and so forth. Okay. Um, so so you can do that either, or I would tell you that. Um, um, you know, 99% of the users that are connecting there or, you know, providing the information are simply connecting their account. Gotcha. Cool. I think it's cool that you guys are offering a way to do it manually for those who might want to. But yeah, I, I probably would be the kind of person who just want to connect it and see what I'm being charged. Cool. Hey, Andrew, do you have any other wrapping up questions here? Um, <clears throat> I think that's pretty good. Cool. Hey, Yuri, thanks so much for coming on the show. And um, Thank you. VX.com, right? Yeah. Do you have any other place where people can connect with you, Twitter or anything like that? Uh, 
um, there is the FIAX face um, uh, on Facebook. Great, cool. We'll link that up in the show notes. Guys, if you have any questions about fees on your investments or other things, you can check out fiex.com or email us over at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. You can get involved with the show over at listenmoneymatters.com slash get involved. Subscribing and leaving a rating and review helps bump us up the charge and is always appreciated. Today's review comes from KMCK1345 who says, Practical, easy to understand advice from two relatable people. Oh, and they're funny too. Keep it up, guys. Better than <laughs> Susie Ramsey. <laughs> I've always wanted okay. to hear that. <laughs> and hey, listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox is where you can find all of our favorite money management tools, books, we recommend all that kind of stuff. So check it out. And thanks for hanging out with us. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Later, Andrew. Later, thanks for Thomas. talking with us, Yuri. Thank you. Tell your friends about this show.